The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, Beat's The Wedding Day returns next weekend to the Southeast Technological University Arena in Carriganore in Washford City. It's just off the N25. The Wedding Day kicks off this day week from 11am and our aim is that you can find everything for your big day under one roof. There's so many exhibitors at the event from makeup artists, wedding venues, car hire and one of the exhibitors joins me in studio today. They are Aileen Gilly and Sharon aka the Ivy Sisters and you're all very welcome. Hello Orla. Wow well I've never had a welcome like that before thank you very much and so early in the morning as well you must have had your coffee very early. You're all very welcome I'm sure people can guess what your job is now at a wedding but you might describe Sharon what the Ivy Sisters do and, and who you are. Oh, thank you so much for having us, Orla. Great to be up here today. No problem. With you. Of course, you're based in County Wexford, so you're we're Southeast Group. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, we're called the Ivy Sisters. We're a three part harmony, close harmony group. And we've been around for a little few years now, and we're really super excited to showcase um, our talents and our group um, at this fantastic wedding event. And we've done lots of weddings, we've done lots of um, wonderful gigs before, you know what I mean? Opening restaurants. And if you want that kind of feel, I guess what we are is like um, the glamorous silver sirens. Um, of the silver screen, like that kind of lovely feel to um, all jazz and um, contemporary, a mix of Andrew sisters, Papini sisters, mm-hmm. like really tight, close harmony group, um, just giving glamour and adding glamour and song to any occasion, really. And do you find that a particular style of wedding is who books the Ivy sisters? People with taste. <laughs> Good answer. That's the answer we wanted to hear. Um, have you been together for long? And are you all the, the same three people all along the all along? Oh yes, we're the we're the original, the original and the best, the originals and the best. Just before lockdown, wasn't it? We just got together, and um, we all we're all soloists in our own right. Um, but from our love of jazz, swing, all the old classics, the Andrew Sisters, we decided. I think it was was it Jill or Sharon whose idea it was originally to put it together. A bit of both, I think. We <laughs> yes. just thought that wouldn't it be really good? <laughs> <laughs> and just before lockdown. Just before lockdown. Okay, so mm-hmm. you had what a good year and a half where there wasn't a wedding to be had. It was it was it was a little bit uh, quiet for a while, but we did have a, a big um, piece of excitement in the middle. We won the Christmas FM song contest, so that certainly brightened our spirits and kept our name out there. Well, there weren't so many gigs or weddings happening at that time, but thank God we're back on the other side of it now. Oh, perfectly. Do you know what I seem to have? So many weddings next year at a time when I had none. Now it's all just coming thick and fast. Are you finding that, that people are just going for it now and really want to have that big day and, and really celebrate? Absolutely. There's a real backlog, isn't there? So everybody who is, who's put it off now are really coming back, which is brilliant. And people have actually managed to save that extra bit more as well. So they're putting that time and money and energy into the weddings. Like there is a real big influx and it's so exciting. And I think people are starting to think outside of the box about mm. how they can make their wedding stand out, how they can bring something really special and really different to it which is really good and that's why I think um, the Ivy Sisters are kind of really hitting the market now on that point and it was just really funny Orla I just wanted to say that when we when we were in lockdown because um, I, I live in a house called Ivy Cottage hence okay. the name the Ivy Sisters mm-hmm. so that's our Ivy HQ but we got to do loads of little videos there and we were making our own sounds so we all put ourselves in a bubble when we could you know you could go that little mm. extra distance because we're all so close so it was really wonderful that we could actually we set up lights and fairy lights from Jill's bedroom it came down and fairy lights into <laughs> transformed from the sitting rooms so it was really fun that we got to like really have that um, I think what was really special about how we, we really started was that we got to really become like sisters mm-hmm. and we were all friends anyway mm. but you know have that time and have that downtime 
unfortunately not getting paid mm. but to really put into the songs and make those little videos and get the harmonies so tight and also discover new material and I think what's happening now is what's great with, with the Ivy Sisters is that we don't just do the jazz the standards that everyone will know from the Andrew Sisters it's a real mix now adding in the Papini Sisters songs which is a modern twist on the classics okay. and post-modern jukebox as well which a lot of people will be aware of and um, that kind of really kind of sassy jazzy sound as well Okay, so you can add jazz to any song really can you any yeah. song okay have people asked you for anything odd in the past oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> we nearly died it was we were at, well, one very special quick occasion you know weddings are very full of romance I, I think they must have been pulling our legs because there's a great song called Jilted okay. it's all about being like dumped oh. and um, you know I bought another dinner for one you know and then he's gone off to watch the football so we actually I don't know whether we took them seriously but we played it anyway okay. and they were like, wow. we everyone needs to be into that joke don't and they? it remains in our set just in it case does. anybody does okay good <laughs> yes, want we, to hedge their bet and where do you come in the wedding? I'm sure like you will be situated anywhere, but mostly where would people like to see the we, Ivy Sisters? We tend to do the cocktail hour. Okay. Um, we, we're fabulous. I mean, we can add sort of um, swing beats to it, but we take to all the classics as well. You've got like um, Chattanooga Choo Choo and um, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy and everything else like that. But like we've got the modern twist songs as well. But it's lovely music just to sip your wine or your champagne. Maybe have a dance. Listen to, maybe have a little dance as well. Because by that time, everyone's had a glass or two Mm -hmm. and they're very merry. Um, But yeah, that's generally where we sit. And we we do anything from... 45 minutes to two hours wow. and um, we get, we've get we always had a great reception uh-huh. um, when we, whenever we've played like we something did a, different we did a beautiful piece in Marfield House it was oh, absolutely stunning and you know everyone was walking into the foyer mm. it was the reception and there's also that time you know in weddings where people they take the bride and groom off and our bride and groom at that wedding they were like we didn't want to oh, miss yeah. you they have to go off and get their photographs yeah. taken so we're there entertaining all the guests all the guests were having a wonderful time it was absolutely brilliant we played did a two hour set while they're shipping, sipping their yeah. champagne and, and <laughs> I think they actually cut their photographs um, short because they actually wanted to get back for our set before they all went in for the meal which was really fun and they did and it must be hard for them because obviously so much of your personality and your personal wants go into hiring stuff and then you have to go off and get your photos taken I know absolutely yeah. and at that one as well and a lot of the times during the cocktail hour it's it's the bit when everybody kind of exhales and we bring that element of fun and we keep we keep the party going and we, ha- we have people come up they want to come in with the Ivy Sisters for a little cheeky photo oh. <laughs> just to tease the yes. bride and groom a little bit more if they've if they've missed that part but yeah we we uh, we do like to entertain and interact as well yeah. and we'll be doing that um glamograms oh orla you know so we're branching out okay and <laughs> um, we'll be doing a little bit of glamograms as well especially on our lovely um at our lovely wedding um event yes um in the in the southeast technological southeast. university arena which obviously has a new name because we have a new university here in the southeast. So in Carrigonore in the arena in Waterford, it beats wedding day. That's exactly what I was going to ask yes. you. What can people expect on the day when they're there next week when doors open from 11 o'clock? Because uh, it'd be so fun. I'm so glad you, you rolled that one off. because <laughs> <laughs> um, It's a mouthful. Um, so obviously the Ivy Sisters will be all dressed up and mm-hmm. we'll be giving... Um, 
giving the people on the day like some different outfits that we would usually be performing in which we, we really kind of go that extra mile Absolutely. we try and encompass all that lovely, lovely silver screen look very glamour in 1950s with the hair and the makeup and the outfits and then look come on down get your photograph taken with us if anybody on the day is celebrating their birthday mm-hmm. we can do and you can film and do a little record happy birthday to that oh, person yeah. if people are celebrating like the wedding anniversaries or any any little occasions we can do little little voice clips and everything for them and they can film it lots of photographs and of course we're, we will be performing on the main stage as well so we'll be doing quite a lot of our set and you can get to see all the different styles from the old classics to the quite modern songs mm-hmm. that um, we do a little twist on as well Gorgeous you must get to go to some lovely wedding venues as well I'd say Marfield House outside Gordy really suited your style as well but you must go to unusual venues too and really get to see what people choose for wedding days Well it was lovely we've done a beautiful um, gig as well at Johnstown Castle oh, Lovely and we actually said well look how can we really make ourselves part of this and we we um put all peacock feathers in our hair because mm-hmm. the, the peacocks would just mm-hmm. walk freely mm-hmm. so we had these beautiful sequins blue dresses peacock feathers in our hairs honestly if we were like thought we were one of the birds ourselves <laughs> yeah, we can tell that we can tell that our outfits now looks to your special days you know that kind Absolutely. of thing so. have you favourite songs that you sing as the Ivy Sisters have you got a song that you just love to sing well I still think my favourite is Thriller because oh, we did our own yes. uh, wow. uh, for Halloween we did our own version of that and I think we might do that one at the wedding day fab. it's very funky very jazzy and not what you would expect okay that sounds fab are, are like, you the same I like any of the ones that people don't expect we do things like Walk Like an Egyptian Oh, brilliant. Or feel it still, a heart of glass, and they, just ones that people aren't expecting out of the blue, and you always get that surprised reaction. And you, you can see on their face, they're going, Is that? Oh, no, it yes, is. it is, it is. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember even having a comment when we did um, I Want to Dance with Somebody That's because it, yes. it's almost like the intro. People are going, Oh, I don't know this song, what's this song? Or they'll hear an intro and then suddenly, Oh my God, look what they've done with that, especially even the Spice Girls, yeah. Wannabe. Oh um, yes, there's a whole. I can't even know, imagine how you do that. Oh, it's yeah. fabulous! <laughs> but like some of the great classics we love, and you can't get away from them, would be like sing, sing, sing. Everyone loves that, and Gorgeous. you know, and that's what we do. We're three singers. You are. Well, you're going to be. That is the Ivy Sisters at the wedding day next Sunday from 11 a.m. at the Southeast Technological University Arena, and that's in Carrigonor in Waterford. For more details and to book tickets, you can visit theweddingday.ie. You're going to give us a version of uh, quite a well-known song from a couple of years ago and the Ivy Sisters' take on it. Will I just say, take it away? We can do it. It's all for female empowerment as well. Yes, it it is. We we do hen do's, we do um, stags, all that kind of thing because it's all for the girls. It's where we just love it. Okay. Here we go. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Oh, I love it. Where is my champagne? Gorgeous. Well done. And best look next week at the wedding day. Thewedding.ie if you want to check out tickets, the Ivy Sisters. Sharon, Aileen and Jilly, thanks a million for coming in this morning. Thanks, Thanks, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Across the southeast, you are listening to Beat 102-103 and let's head to County Carlow because I love an owl walk. And if you're like me, then the Carlow Walking Festival has 17 routes for you to try. They range in difficulties and terrain and the amount of time that they'll take as well. And to tell us more, Eileen O'Rourke, the CEO of Carlow Tourism, joins me this morning. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill, Eileen. 
Good morning, Orla, and thank you very much for having me. No problem at all. This sounds like a lovely one, the Carlo Walking Festival. I presume when we say walking, it's not like just a little jaunt down a country lane. Are we going up mountains all the time, Eileen? Not all the time, okay. Orla, but we have our walks um, graded according to difficulty. So our A and B walks are really for more seasoned walkers okay. um, that would have walked previously or would have a good level of fitness. And then the sea walks are for people like me. I love a nice walk, mm-hmm. but I like a relaxing walk. So they tend to be uh, flatter. Uh, they don't take as long. They're about one and a half hours in comparison to some of the A and B walks that can be kind of four and a half to seven hours okay. in length. And is there a D and an E walk, Eileen, or are we only going to see? We're only going okay. to see Orla. <laughs> I'm definitely a sea person then, Eileen. Um, this walking festival, the Carlo Walking Festival, is on from the 30th of September until the 2nd of October. Tell me why Carlo is a county that works when it comes to a walking festival. Well, there's really great variety in the landscape and not everybody is aware of that uh, when they think of Carlo. So in the northern part of the county, it is relatively flat. And then in the southern end of the county, we have the fabulous Blackstairs Mountains, uh, which cater for hikers and those, um, you know, who really want to undertake uh, walks of a longer duration and maybe uh, with a higher climb. And then on the other side, uh, we have the Barrow Way, and that runs the whole length of the western side of the county. And that is really flat walking. And it runs, it's the former towpath along the River Barrow. Gorgeous. And it runs the whole length of the county. Well, Carlo really is a little hidden gem, isn't it? I'm always saying it to people. Yes, and I suppose we have three long distance walking routes. So again, people maybe aren't as familiar as maybe some of the more famous walks in the country. Mm-hmm. But we have the Barrow Way, we have the South Leinster Way, and then we have the Wicklow Way. And they're all stretching over 110 kilometres right if you were to do them all. And then there has been a really focused investment programme here by the County Council um, and in association with the RS programme to develop the looped walks in the county. And people love those. So we have at least seven or eight of those dotted throughout the county. Uh, Some in the south, then about three um, up on the Blackstairs Mountains and then some close to Carlow Town as well. Okay, brilliant. And is the Carlow Tourism website a good place to go and find those as well as the walking festival? Yes, yes. There's a section on it, um, carlotourism.com forward slash walking festival provides all the details about the various walks, the 17 walks over the weekend. And then there's also a section there dealing with outdoor activities and walking. And there are maps. There's also... Um, a very good brochure that people can download. It's um, an e-brochure and it provides maps of the Barrow Way and the South Leinster Way. Okay, great. So tell me about the first of the walks planned. It's called the Magic Myth and Moonlight Under the Stars on September 30th, which is the Friday, isn't it? This sounds really special. It is beautiful. It's it's basically um, a walk where you can hike in the mountains at night time. You bring your torch with you And there really is a lovely special atmosphere to it because everywhere is so still and it's it's obviously very quite dark at that time of the year. Uh, Darkness falls fairly early and you just see all the shimmering lights, 
and the towns and villages down before you. And as I say, it's a really special atmosphere. So is that an A, B or a C walk, Eileen? That would that would be a B walk. OK, OK. Um, but at the same time, I suppose what I would stress, um, Orla, is our guides, they, for the A and B walks, they come from uh, Tullamont Mountaineering Club and the Blackstairs Ramblers. And they really walk at the pace of the slowest walker. Okay. So nobody need feel stressed that, you know, that they might be concerned that they won't be able to keep up. As long as they've some done some walking in the outdoors, that shouldn't be a problem. And it, it's really an opportunity for people. It's so quiet up there at night time to switch off. A little bit about stepping out of your comfort zone as well, because I suppose we're used to knowing where we're walking and being able to see in front of us um, and just the opportunity to try something a little bit different. Great. Um, so that is on September the 30th. And then and so many other uh, walks planned, as we said, 16 more in total. Is there any in particular that you're looking forward to or you think that you'd like to try yourself? I know you're one of the people who has to be down on the ground during the walks. Yes. Well, I suppose Aina Nilauna is coming to us. Um and she has been coming to us for a number of years and just purely I, I absolutely love um, the wit and enthusiasm of Aina. And she's going to tell walkers all about the habitats and the natural world of the Blackstairs. And I suppose I'm not the quickest walker. And I know that walk, you know, is a little bit slower. There's lots of little breaks in it, um, obviously, to look at the natural habitat of the Blackstairs. And then there's lots more. Um, there's a lovely walk that's always very popular is History and Heritage of the Blackstairs Mountains. So again, it's a little bit of a, a history tour of the Blackstairs, but told in a very um, nice way. It's not full of uh, facts and years. And again, there's lots of little stops so that people can enjoy and look at the standing stones and look at the German bombing site as they're walking along. But, you know, they're all fabulous. And I suppose what really makes them, what I uh, get the feedback from, is in relation to the guides. And all the guides are fabulous. I couldn't pick one above the other. Um, They all give up their weekend, and they're really, really enthusiastic about introducing, uh, you know, the landscape of Carlo to people from all over the country. And that is a huge selling point for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you need to book into the walk. So I'm going to give you the website, which is carlotourism.com forward slash walking festival. And as you said, Eileen, carlotourism.com is a great place to go anyway to see some of the walks and the other loop walks that are available in County Carlo itself. But carlotourism.com forward slash walking festival will give you more information on the walks, the starting points, the rules of participation, which are really important, and then how to book into those walks as well. And I presume if you're someone on your on their own or you have people in your life that really don't want to climb or walk, that you could go on your own and meet a com- nice community of people during the festival. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lovely camaraderie amongst walkers. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a great appreciation for the environment, the culture and heritage that surround us and we have many many people who as you say you know partners or friends maybe don't want to walk they come on by themselves and actually at the end of each walk as well um, 
there is soup, sandwiches, tea and coffee in the various locations. And that's a lovely place as well where people just sit and chat, um, having um, met each other on the walks. And as I say, great friendship and camaraderie. Sounds fab. It is the Carla Walking Festival. It's from September 30th, which is a Friday, until Sunday, the 2nd of October. And Eileen O'Rourke, the CEO of Carlo Tourism, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Orla. I appreciate it. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. And we are in the midst of September and that means secondhand September run by Oxfam that urges shoppers to say no to new clothes for 30 days to reduce our impact on the planet. Why does buying clothes have an impact on climate change? Well, clothes being produced on high volume and sold at low cost They have a huge carbon footprint and they harm people and planet. Fast fashion alone is thought to produce as much as 92 million tonnes of waste every year. And according to Greenpeace, clothing consumption is set to rise by 63 percent by 2020. But we only wear our clothes 40 percent less than we did 10 years ago, which is mad. And they end up in the landfill. Um, decomposing in the ground. Um, our next guest is the queen in the broadcast centre of vintage and second hand. <laughs> Decided by me, I have crowned you the queen. Thank you. I think you are anyway. Thank you. Michelle Heffernan is from Beats Big Lunch and she embraces vintage and charity fashion. She spoke to me about it before on the Sunday Grill and she joins me this morning to talk about second hand September. Very welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for such an illustrious introduction as well. <laughs> the Queen of Vintage Clothing. Look, I'll take that. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I, I spend a lot of my time saying, where'd you get that, Michelle? Yeah. And a lot of the times, charity shops. Mm-hmm. It's not even vintage, it's yeah, charity, charity shops. shops. Yeah, charity shops, yeah. So I would say that I started buying in charity shops about 10 years ago. And it was just a thing too about not having very much money. Mm. Um, and look, I think it's, it's sort of like you have to be prepared for the fact that you have to root. Okay, and I but I sort of loved the buzz of finding something that mm. was you know a gem, and um, so I have what I call my granny chic dresses. Mm-hmm. You know, I just have so many that I know must come from decades beforehand, and obviously were worn by a woman beforehand. But I have no problem with that, yeah. um, and they're all very unique and they're unique patterns, and I love that nobody else has them. And that they come with, like you said, a discounted price tag. I know that I'm not contributing to carbon waste. And I also know that I'm giving to charity. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, uh, it offsets the purchase a little bit. Um, Would you, are you, is charity shops or vintage? Where would you? Both. both? So I do like vintage shops. Um, Obviously, vintage shops are a commercial enterprise and some of the clothes are more expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also love the buzz, like I said, of finding something in charity shops. Doesn't necessarily have to be vintage. I've bought things that are designer in charity shops too. I remember I found a dress by the Koopels, which is a quite, uh, I suppose, an expensive brand name. Um, I have a Guess handbag that I bought in a charity shop. Um, But yeah, I also, I suppose, have things from boutiques, things from things like Savita or River Island that I've Mm -hmm. gotten in charity shops. And then I'll have the older brands and the, like I call the old lady chic as well. But that's more exciting. It is exciting, yeah. Now, what I I love about some of those old clothes, Orla, is... A lot of them are actually well tailored. Mm. So a lot of these clothes were made in Europe. What I would often look for is where the clothing was made on the tag. Um, I have items that are made in Italy, made in France, um, and they really last, they stand the test of time. Some of them are made from 100% natural fabrics. Um, So a lot of them are better quality than the Mm -hmm. kind of fast fashion that you might see in the likes of pennies and boohoo and so on. Um, So, yeah, I... 
suppose people can be concerned about, well, it doesn't fit right or, you know, how will I know? What can I do with it? Um, I'm very much about accessorising when it comes to those dresses. Like I have some of the dresses I have, I've had for 10 years now and I still wear them even though I've changed sizes I'm probably two sizes larger than I was mm-hmm. then. Um, but they still fit because, you know, you can wear them with belts or you can, you know, not tie the belt or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I think, like I said, it can actually be a fun activity if you treat it as a treasure hunt and know that you're buying something unique and you're contributing to a good cause. And what's it like in the southeast to go? You know, is it a, is it a good place to go and shop I think for it charity is. and shop for vintage? So... To be honest, in Dublin, some of a lot of the shops have sort of like gotten on board with this vintage fashion trend mm-hmm. and they are selecting items themselves and they are hiking up the price and they are creating a vintage section in the charity shop. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the likes of the Vincent de Paul shops here, they don't have that. They haven't segregated their clothing. A lot of them actually just divide their clothes by colour, which I find really funny. You walk in and there's a section of black and there's a section of red. Um, and there could be a red ball gown yeah, and a red pair of trousers. Exactly, yeah. Um <laughs> But, you know, I have dresses that, some of the dresses I wear in here, Orla, they cost me three euro. You know, it's actually insane. And what I will say too is sometimes they can be great if you're looking for something in particular. So I think it was a couple of winters ago, I really wanted a camel coat Mm -hmm. because that was trending. And I was looking in the charity shops and I actually said to one of the women working there, look, I would really like something like this. And she went into her storeroom and she took out three coats then to show me. So how much were they? I think I paid 15 euro for a camel coat that was Amazing. 100% wool, you know. So I actually had to stop myself from buying coats. I was like, no more coats because it's too, I love them too much. Yeah. Now, we have a big event coming up in the next few weeks here in the radio industry. And you put a call out. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than buying something for mm-hmm. it, you put a call out to see if yeah. anyone had a loan of a dress yeah. or yeah, so how did that go for you? Um, I wanted to ask people if they had a dress that I could borrow because, like I said, it's just for one night we're going to a formal occasion mm. and I feel like it's just so much money to spend mm-hmm. on just one occasion. So I did get a message from a lovely girl, Claire, and she told me about a dress that she had Um you know, it wasn't particularly, I suppose, maybe my taste, but it was Mm -hmm. really nice to get that feedback. Um, But I was disappointed to see that there weren't more options for me to rent or to borrow. And what about rental places? Are There There are not in the southeast. Yeah, so there are rent shops where you can rent dresses in the likes of Dublin. Um, But I would love to see it happen here. It'd be great. It'd be really Um, great to see that. But I do think that I am going to be wearing a dress from a charity shop. Okay. Yeah, I bought a dress that's from, I think it's from a UK boutique. It's a white dress, it's three quarter length sleeves, it has a lovely fit to it and it was 12 euro in the Vincent de Paul in Tremor. Brilliant. So, yeah, but when I, t- I know on the night people be like, where'd you get your dress? And I'll be like, Vincent de Paul. And my mother's always like, don't tell them that. You know, <laughs> just pretend it's from like Brown Thomas or something. <laughs> well, you could say the make of it. What is the problem in it being from a charity what shop What is the as problem? Well? Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And you put a little bit of extra work into finding something as well. Yeah. Which... And I just love that I'm not going to wear the same thing as everybody else. Yeah. There used to be a time in the noughties where you'd go to the nightclub and every second girl would be wearing the same dress yeah. River Island so and true. I just don't want that Yeah. Um, what about swapping or kilo sales things like that oh, I love kilo sales they're my weakness Okay. You know. tell me about that is um, that you buying a kilo or are you just picking up a bag that's a kilo oh have you never been to one no, never. okay so you just pay by weight Um. so the shop assistant will weigh what you want to buy and then 
if it's, you know, maybe 10 euro per kilo. Okay. Let's say you bought two kilos worth of clothing, but you'd hardly ever reach that weight unless you were buying a really heavy jacket. Um, and of course, if you pick out your items and say, I want to see what that comes to, they'll tell you okay, well, that's under a kilo or that's 800 grams. Or so. Some shops have particular rules, like you have to buy minimum a kilo or you have to spend minimum 10 euro. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's worth it for... The last time I went to a kilo sale, I got three items for 10 euro. And I was pretty pleased with that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Swap shops. Yeah, I should really look into doing you know swapping is the way forward I think particularly because now like I'm a larger size than I was before the pandemic I think that's the way it is for a lot of people and can we talk about that for a minute Mm. Um, with charity shops and vintage fashion are they mainly for straight sized people I don't think so Orla like I have like I said I have dresses that I have everything from a size 12 to a size 20 in my wardrobe and I will just, if something is too large for me, like I said, I would probably wear a belt. Um, I suppose I don't tend to go for something too small. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also bought things wishing that I could wear them and then giving them away to someone else. Um, But I do think that there's lots of different sizes. And like I said, a lot of the dresses that I buy actually come from, um, I think, older women, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would have been larger sizes, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I certainly wouldn't be like steering away from it thinking that you're not going to find something that will fit you. And what about for men? Yeah, um, I've noticed that it's become more popular and particularly like there's so many jackets available to them. (laughs) Um, I love especially those old 90s sports jackets have become really popular with the men. Yeah, yeah. um, right now the corduroy jackets that are kind of associated with fishing and hunting that you might even see. Leather on the shoulders. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So I've noticed they've become very popular. Of course, there's not as much of a choice, but I'll browse the men's section sometimes. Mm. You might get a lovely knit jumper there Mm -hmm. um, that you can wear oversized for yourself um, but yeah I suppose men might be a bit nervous of it they might think oh, I'm not going to pull in this but I would I'm be I'm not going to pull in uh, this uh, you know like they might think <laughs> I'm not going to look smart in this but I would turn my head now at a guy that like had put together yeah. a unique or if outfit had a, if it's a student or someone who has a job interview yeah. you could find a oh solution oh my god you totally could okay. yeah and don't be afraid to ask the store assistant to help you that's what mm. they're there for like they're there to do that job mm-hmm. so if you kind of saying look I, I just need a shirt for or I'm you know even I'm going on a date like do you have a nice formal shirt there ask them Okay, Mm. good stuff. Well, look, if you wear a garment for just nine months longer, it reduces 20% of that garment's footprint, carbon footprint. So you are doing your job. Exactly. When it comes to secondhand September. Yeah. Michelle, thanks so much for coming in. Just a couple of ones that you might want to look up when it comes to renting um, renting different um, clothes. There's one called Happy Days. Um, I think they have a couple of places in Dublin. They have some really lovely stuff. There's Rag Revolution as well, if you want to look that up on Instagram. And then the original that I remember starting out in Dublin is Covet, the boudoir in Powers Court. If, and you know what's really lovely about renting? Is you could be renting Prada for yeah. a day if you I want know, to do that. I know, yeah. yeah. So there's some lovely things to look out for, especially now that it's secondhand September. Michelle, thanks a million Thank for you. coming back. Talk Michelle, to back tomorrow from one o'clock for Beats Big Lunch. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's Beat 102-103 on a Sunday morning and the Ballycotton Sessions returns to East Cork with filming underway this week for season two and then it is out in early January or early next year and lots in the lineup, including a South East connection. The presenter you will know well, it is Louise Duffy, the TV and radio presenter and she joins me this morning on the Sunday Grill. You're very welcome. 
Oh, thanks for having me, Orla. Lovely to lovely to join you this Sunday. I think we have a bit of a connection, Louise. We're, are we both ex-AA road watchers? We are. We are. <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's always a good start, isn't it? It might be like it at the time when you're getting up in the middle of the night to talk to the guards and find out about road work. And wonder where the N7 right. is. I never really got oh my, my norths or my souths very well. <laughs> I, I actually, and it's only now that it is far in my past that I can admit, I've absolutely no sense of orientation. No. I can just about make it across the road um, solo. So I don't know how I how I managed there. For I know, it's I a did. weird one. I definitely wasn't a driver when I started because I had just finished oh. college. So I never got southbound on the N11 and stuff like that. It's only now that I know what it means, you know? I know, it's gas, isn't it? But it's great. Always a great place to start. And you know, like you're kind of, you have the pressure of live radio, you uh-huh. have, you know, that research and background as well. So it's great, great. It's gone now though, I think. So, it is yeah, gone now. Do you still get asked we're, about we're, it? I randomly get asked about it still. All the time, yeah, all the time. Um, but yes, yeah, it, it was it was a great, it was a lovely connection, and you know, you got to speak to people from every end of the country, so it was always great. Yeah, yeah no, sure, it was it was a yeah, start. a yeah. nice start, a nice start. Now you, you've exactly. had a lovely week. You've left children yeah. behind, I presume, to head to East Cork. Have you had a lovely time? I brought the children oh. with me, would you believe? But left them behind every day with Granny, Granddad, and oh, my, well my husband was roped in. Yeah, but like, Ballycotton's such a beautiful place to be. Um, after last year, um, my parents and my husband were like, yeah, we'll do it again. If, oh, if, no bother. If the opportunity arises, yeah. <laughs> it's a really nice place to be. Um, I just can't believe how beautiful the coastline is there. And, and that little town of Ballycotton is really special. It's so, yeah, we were all very happy to, to pack the car and hit the road again. And to the lineup, last year was amazing. And this year, you know, just as good. We've been really lucky with the acts that we've had there every, every, um, for the last two years. You know, every day this, this week we had, we had just amazing shows in that beautiful little venue, Sea Church. So it was a pleasure, absolutely. Yeah, before we talk about it, let's talk about Sea Church, the venue itself. How, how yeah. would you describe where it is and what it's like? So, like, you are literally, on the seaside it is it you know there's a road that goes through Ballycotton and on one side there's some beautiful amenities like a lovely little playground for kids there's a couple of little bars and hotels on one side but just at the start of the town there's this beautiful old church called Sea Church so a man called Pierce Flynn grew up in the town and he has just done incredibly well for himself and um, he has a beautiful house on the coastline there Uh, he also purchased the church and built a great restaurant just off the side of it and and uh, he has another restaurant in the town as well called um, called Cush. So he's just given a lot to that town and he just had the idea that, you know, like it's a really special venue, very intimate and very kind of material and sacred. So they decided to start doing events there and gigs and it just made sense then that we would create a TV show all around that and, you know, show off the, the beautiful surrounds of uh, uh, Ballycotton and Church in particular. So yeah, so that's kind of how it started and that's what Ballycotton looks like. But for somebody like me who hadn't been there, yeah, I, I, I was just blown away by it. I really was. It's a very special place. And you know, it's not. You know, it's a, a fair distance from Cork City. It's not in the capital. No. So, but I, I, no. I presume these bands and these acts were just happy to head there. Big time, you know, and for them, it's a, you know, it's a lovely. Well, last year in particular, it was kind of like a reunion of music because nobody mm. had done anything for a very long time. So we've like Damien Dempsey and Wallace Bird and some great Irish names just getting back to it. Um, you know, and I, I think then maybe perhaps other acts saw how special that venue is, and they were yeah absolutely happy to make that trip down. And then there was always in it there, every day this week we had an audience of about fifty. So really, you know, a really intimate setting and lovely for the people in front of the stage and on the stage. It was it was a real pleasure, I have to say. 
And some great acts as well, including our very own South East Moncrief. Yeah, I mean, he's something else. I can't mm. believe him. Um, he's fabulous and he's so lovely to chat to. And, you know, a very tough story. His background, he's had a hard time, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a personal level. Um, but what he's done then to turn that into beautiful music and to help other people who might be feeling the way he has or has had the loss that he has had, I think that it just, it's, it's, um, it's a really special kind of music um, and he was great to talk to. So he's, he's just flying. Yeah, he really is. He, he's getting bigger and bigger all oh, the time. Oh, he really is. And I think he talked on social media this week about his sister because a butterfly yeah. landed on a, on a show, on a, someone's shoulder. Yeah, amazing. During a gig oh, and really? his sister was always very believing in butterflies and things. So, and, and you had but to chat to him about this. Yeah, we did, but it was amazing, that story. I mean, a butterfly just landed on somebody's shoulder stayed on stage there. and stayed there for the entire gig. Yeah. I, I, you know, you have to believe and, you, you know, you have to see the meaning of things like that, which he does. So, yeah, we talked about things like that. We did, absolutely. And, you know, how hard it was for him kicking off in um, in London, mm-hmm. uh, you know, open mic nights and, you know, very little money to support himself. So we, we spoke about things like that. Um, you know, and then I suppose the big wins along the way, like backing for Adele and Elton John, giving him a shout out. So he's getting there. He's already there. But like, it's just exciting to see where oh, he's so going exciting. now. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great sound. It's yeah. brilliant. And uh, of course, you had other people who've definitely got there and are there right yeah. now, like Jerry Fish, who's been on the yeah. on the festival circuit very much this summer. You have Hermitage Green, the Blizzards, Hudson yeah. Taylor, so much going on. Yeah, the Water Boys as well. And then some really exciting new racks again, like uh, Mom the Rebel. So that's a girl from Mayo, Lisa Canny, who's teamed up with this producer from Maryland. And they're kind of just reinvigorating Irish traditional music and making it sound so modern and accessible for a younger audience. So I think that's really important. And then you've got Sheba, who has translated many of her English songs into Irish. So I I think for like our heritage, for the language and the traditional music sometimes not always accessible for, you know, a teenager, mm. you know, early 20s audience. It might just seem a little stuffy and not, not approachable. Um, I think that what they're doing is really important as well because it's just diversifying and it reinvigorating, you know, the language and, and the sound of Ireland, you know. So that's great. And they were brilliant to have as well. So a nice mix of, you know, the, the more recognizable names and then this really exciting new talent. Brilliant. God, you've had a week of gigs. How oh, the dream, We've really. Had a big old week of gigs. Yeah, that's me probably. I'll be. <laughs> that's you done for a year Netflix now. Netflix for the rest <laughs> of the year, yeah. Back to selling that's Sunset it. with you, Louise. Exactly. That's where I'll be. Yeah, yeah. No, so it was a lot of crack. It really was. Good stuff. It sounds like great crack. And the first episode of the Ballycotton Sessions, season two, are going to air, air, air early next year. And then it's going to be available to view on demand on the RT player as well. Louise Duffy, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Pleasure. Thanks, Orla. Lovely to talk to you. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. You're listening to Beat 102-103 and it is the Sunday Grill movie time and uh, I love an odd name for a movie and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is just that. Starring my favourite man, Brian. Pete Davidson. I love him. I love him too. Just love him. Why do we love him? Because he's... Well, I love him for different reasons than you. Probably mm-hmm. he's he's a fool. I think he's just so silly, and he's so he's Joe. You know, he reminds me of a young Adam Sandler, honestly. Yes, and yeah. he has that kind of like he can just start shouting at any moment, and he's a right fool, and yeah. he, he could do anything. But whatever he does, he's completely honest with. Like you know, oh, there's like this brilliant. complete relatability because he literally doesn't care for anything. That's he's it. Doing. He's so relatable. I saw a um, 
interview with him. It wasn't even an interview. It was when he was talking to Miley Cyrus and Jimmy Fallon about being in school and how much trouble he got into. I must have watched it about three times. Every, everything, everything he's in, I've I've loved. Like King of yeah. Staten Island oh, is one I of my favourite movies. I love King of Staten Island. Yeah. You recommended that to me and I loved that movie. Yeah. Another favourite actress of mine is in that as well, Belle Powley. You know, oh, the Belle British? Powley and yeah. also Maude Apatow as well, who... Oh yes, she's brilliant. She's in Euphoria now. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's Judd Apto's daughter. So yes, of course. And Leslie Manson as well. No, sorry, we're getting completely distracted by. Different anyway, people. let's talk bodies, bodies, bodies. When a group of twenty-somethings gets stuck at a remote mansion during a hurricane, a party game gone very, very wrong ends up with a dead body on the ground and fake friends at every turn as they try to find the killer among them. It's been described as a black comedy horror. Right up Brian's alley. Um, he's here with his thoughts. First, let's have a listen to bodies. 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 Thank you. Who wants to play bodies, bodies, bodies? So how do you play? If you draw the piece of paper that has the X on it, you are the murderer. Let's go. And if you're the murderer, you have to kill someone by touching them on the back. The most important part, if you come across a body, you have to yell, Body, body, body! There you go, buddies, buddies, buddies. Um, this, uh, apart from Pete Davison, there's only two other people that I recognise in this. And one of them is Amanda Steinberg, who was Rue in The Hunger Games and also in that really great movie, The Hate You Give. And then a girl called Myhala Harold, who's an American actress. She's in a... Um, series that I love called Industry. She plays a girl called Harper Stern in it. And Maria Bakalova was nominated for an Oscar for her role in Borat too. That ah, was that was she Borat's, was nominated Borat's, for an Oscar. Yeah, for what? Borat too. Do you know the second one where he got they go to America? And yeah, and she was nominated. She for was nominated for an Oscar actress. Yeah, yeah, but best supporting actress for. Well, that is some feat. So fair play to her. Okay, for a comedy talk. But yeah, you never really you don't see a lot of comedies at the Especially Oscars either. Like Borat, like Borat. Yeah, yeah. A mockumentary. It's nice. Uh, <laughs> so, so bodies, bodies, bodies. It's it's a horror movie set in a big mansion during a storm. A classic, a classic. It's basically a classic horror movie with like a modern twist on it. Okay. It's, it's very kind of woke. It's not like exactly like it's it it's exactly set in twenty twenty two. Do you know I mean it doesn't okay. try to be like oh it's nineteen eighties movie set in the nineteen eighties? No. Okay. It's the people, and how is it woke? It's it's just the way they talk, the way they act. Everything is like the like the relationships, the conversations is very. Like not not woke in a bad way, but like woke as in like if you're if you're one of those people that's like oh I, I don't like kind of modern I want kind of a classic type thing. This is very feels very modern. They play a party game, gets out of hand, things go crazy. There's dead bodies. Okay. Bodies, bodies, bodies. And where do the fake friends come in? Are they all not who they thought they were? So it's it's a funny thing because it's mostly about I'm very thin line because there's a twist here that I, I want to make sure I don't get g- I give go crazy with. But it, it's all about like people stuck in a house together. The classic inevitable happens that they start falling out with each other. Okay. And they start losing with each other and all the, the rifts in friendships and relationships start coming true and like finding out more about people and finding out secrets and stuff all come to light and everyone starts to lose it with each other. Leads to more bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. Have all these people got a history with each other? Uh, in the friend group, Maria Bakalova is going out with Amanda Stenberg. Okay. So like that's like the main like kind of the main relationship, and then apart from that, there is like Amanda's character Sophie is like in her friend group, but she has like kind of been distant from them lately because of thing about kind of money and and drugs and everything. It's it's a weird thing. It's like. There's and this, what this all comes out as the movie goes on. Yeah, there's okay. like this weird tension between the friend group, but it is like the 
the the twists in it and like you never know who the 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 the, the killer person is but it is quite funny because the yeah the ending I can't I obviously can't okay. give it away but now black comedy horror yeah explain yeah so you know me and horror movies not always biggest fan but nope. comedy movies I am the biggest fan yeah I thought so this is really a movie for Brian it's one of those things where it's like it it does it doesn't take itself too seriously like it has the horror it has the setting thing and it has like the tense and you genuinely you are nervous because we're like most of the time we're with Maria Bakalova's character mm-hmm. of B. But you start to distrust her as the movie goes on as well. It's it's a crazy one because you never know who you can trust. Okay. And it is good in that way because it is a mystery. You know, you're trying to find out who the killer is. And it, it ends up being n- uh, not who you expect, really. Yeah. Okay. Who does the comedy come from? It's it's the interactions. Honestly, the, okay. the way they say things, the reactions to each other. Pete Davidson, in general, just everything he did is just funny. Okay. I just... I love him so much, but uh, he's 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 one of those he's one of those polarizing figures as well, I suppose. But um, the, yeah, this it's it's the it's the way they misinterpret things. It's the way they they handle conversations and stuff. It's it's just a completely. I haven't seen a a movie kind of like it that it's literally. It feels like a people a group of people I'd know. Do you know? Okay. It feels like it feels like genuine. You just throw a friend group into a place. Where is it set? It's just set in some mansion. It's in, a, in and America, it has obviously during, an American during a hurricane party, which is, I suppose, just a way to get around COVID. Things. Okay, it's been a long time since we've had these sort of movies. I mean, I suppose when fil- when it comes to filming in COVID, you couldn't have a big group of people. That's the thing. But like, yeah. th- there has been a lot of like uh, murder mystery type things. Mm. But this seems to be more kind of a a murdering, and the who- mystery is who's the killer, rather than trying to figure out who the murderer is. If that makes sense. Yes. So I get you. I think it's just all these people in one house, and it's it's one of those things where. So in the way sometimes with these kind of movies done in COVID times, you know, like, okay, this is clearly done in COVID times. This one was just, it just works so well. I'd say it was just a script that they had. And they were like, actually, we can do this one mm-hmm. now because it's literally just one setting. Like, I'd say it's just one house. If mm-hmm. That's all they need. And the swimming pool at the back. It's funny. I'm starting to hear a lot of people mention Gen Z, you know, industry, which I work with, yeah. which I love. The actress is in this as well, body, in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. They've called it the first great um, company-based drama for Gen Z. This sounds like a bit of a Gen Z movie. It is. Well. It's very Gen Z. With the wokeism and everything yeah. in it. Yeah. Like there's a good bit of TikTok and stuff on it as okay. well. So TikTok actually has a, a big part in the plot, actually. So okay. uh, it is one of those things that I feel like if, if you're into like the 1970s, like Halloween <laughs> and stuff, you're going to be like, okay, this is a bit different than that. But it, it just it's just for the times. It's not trying to be anything else apart uh-huh. from itself. And you have to respect that always. And how are the frights? You know, like I'm not like it was. It's one of those things where I didn't really jump out of my skin at any stage. But you are. It's a tense. Like there's a if they're hiding hiding somewhere and there's someone walking down a hallway, you're like they they could find them. Do you know, it's it's a very possible thing that they could be found. Okay, and what about the obviousness of some horrors and jumpy movies? Is there a lot of obvious stuff going on when it comes to the frights? I feel like the people that made this are aware of. All the like, I like the memes of all the horror movies okay. and stuff. So they literally just made it feel real more than feeling scary. Oh, I want the and yeah. I feel I like that's be watching really it because yeah. I can't do scary movies. But that's what I like. It's to hear. it's not it's not that's where the comedy comes in to lighten it as well because like you 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 have the kind of spookiness, but then you also have the like when they're together, 
It's quite funny. Okay, good stuff. It is called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's out now. If you like a bit of Pete Davidson, you'll like this, but some other really recognisable um, young actresses mostly, is it? Is, is it mostly it a is, female cast? It is a mostly female cast. There's only like kind of two act male actors that are in it for the majority and the rest are all female. Okay. We'd love to see as well. We'd love to see it. Uh, Black Pudding's out of 10, please. I'll give it like an 8 out of 10, honestly. Lovely. Good stuff. You're on a bit of a roll, aren't you? Yeah, well, uh, apart from the invitation a few weeks ago, which wasn't great. But, okay. I don't uh, think I was here for that. Oh, no, it was, it was with that Dean. That was with Dean, yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah. You're on a bit of a roll for me. Yeah. <laughs> as we do, as we do. Thanks a million. No bother at all. Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.